Hi, I'm Kenita, and welcome to Black Imagination, where Antoine and I open up our Black space to our Black and Brown friends doing dope things in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene and beyond. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE podcast network. Are your candles lit? Is your incense burning? Time to keep it 100. And now, here's Black Imagination. Hey, welcome to another episode of Black Imagination. I am one of the co-hosts, Kenita Hickman, Director of Artist Support and Outreach for Imagine MKE. And I'm joined by my homeboy. He's a part of the famous Carter duo of Bayview. I think he's also the king of Bayview. That's that's the word on the street. My homie Antoine Carter. What's up, man? Man, pronouns are gang gang. So as long as people know that, we straight. How are you? I am good. Super excited about today's show. We have a really, I feel like our next guest is the first. So like first Black woman dancer, first Black woman director on the show. Um, And I think it's going to be a really cool opportunity to find out, learn more about another creative space in Milwaukee that we really don't talk about. So I'm really excited about just meeting somebody new today. Am I excited about anything else? Tomorrow's payday. Oh yeah, yeah, that's always fun. So I'm I'm gonna hustle up on some cheese fries. You better believe that. That's why I can't have a hot girl summer. That's why I'm having a tepid girl summer because I can't, I can't give it up. You know what I'm saying? And really I feel like I gotta eat it for you now because you can't eat it anymore, Antoine. So this is really me trying to compensate for you. (laughs) That is, you know what? You know what? I appreciate you making that sacrifice because while I'm getting yoga buff out here, it's, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be more than a lukewarm young man summer. A warm gentleman's summer. How about we call it that? If you're like yoga buff, I'm going to tell you the image I have in my mind right now because your dreads are so long. I'm thinking Black Fabio, right? <laughs> and I don't know if Milwaukee is ready for the Black Fabio of gardening, right? Like, is that what Milwaukee needs? I don't know. I don't know. They could get it, though. You know? No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> it could be in Milwaukee's future. Nope. You take that back. Take me off that gift list. <laughs> well, you've already put it in people's minds, so they can't unsee it. They can't unsee it. So Black Fabio gardening. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's so great. So let's welcome our awesome guest that, you know, we, yes. we need to highlight her. Hello. Yes. Have- Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, yeah. let's introduce her first. So this is Jay Sharon. She is choreographer. Sharon, you know. <laughs> if you want to add some, some Latin flair. The flair. Mm-hmm. Antoine does that because he knows I can't. And that's fine. I think it's rude, but whatever. So we have Jay Sharon, <laughs> <laughs> who is um, a Milwaukee-based choreographer and director. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have seen her most recent work during the pandemic, um, which was Ray Nitty's Champion Style. And as I understand, it is a part of the film festival. Or was a part of the film festival? Yep. Champion Style was a part of the film festival. And we actually won the Cream City Award for the fall. We don't have sound effects, but if we no, do... We about to. Esteban, find some claps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us 
all about you. Um, how did you find dance? Are you originally from Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Like introduce yourself to, to our audience. Right. So I was born and raised in Milwaukee, um, went to high school of the art. Um, from there, I went to Columbia College, Chicago, and got my undergrad. Um, I was an interdisciplinary major in dance and theater. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then um, I got my master's degree from UCLA. Um, and then I stayed out there um, up until the pandemic hit. And I was actually out the country in BBI with Ray and Biko. And we were shooting champion style and the world decided to shut down. And I went back to Milwaukee um, and was there up until I got a, I'm, now I'm an assistant professor of dance and technology at Medgar Evers College in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm actually in Brooklyn now. This time. Um, and so, yeah, but in between, before going to UCLA for grad school, I had came back to Milwaukee um, after college. And um, I actually was a part of the pilot program for the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Milwaukee at the Davis location. So they have received a like a $5.6 million like research grant to start dance programs. It was like dance, mural arts. I think Vidal was over that um, in music. And um, it still exists today. Um, Cedric Gardner is now teaching um, mm-hmm. At that program and so I think that's important to share like before I went to LA and start I did a lot of community work back home in Milwaukee well thank you you're thank welcome. you for doing that so you're in BK teaching uh-huh. do you are do you have projects on this that you are working on currently yeah, so I have projects. <laughs> um, I, I shot another film during the pandemic that Ray Nitti was actually a producer on called Gold. was about a Black woman superhero. And that's yeah. actually in the film festival now. Um, I saw the trailer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's now. And so from there, um, it's been, it got into the Montreal Independent Film Festival. It's in Charlotte Black Film Festival. It's in the Manhattan Film Festival. And so I've been going around with that movie as well as, um, so during Black History Month, I created some um, multidisciplinary lesson plans about the, about gold. And so I've been doing workshops with different organizations, um, Santa Rosa College in California, another organization, um, BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music. So we've been kind of doing like learning some of the choreography from the film and talking about, you know, the history of gold hoop earrings and um, the pride that comes with wearing that. So I do a lot of side things and choreographing and I still perform. I just have many different hats, of course, with film too. You sound mad booked and busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and I have gratitude that even through this pandemic, I've still been able to work because a lot of people, a lot of artists, we were hit super hard. Um, in March, after we shot Champion Style, I don't know what, I mean, I had so many emails saying things were, were canceled. And so I'm just very thankful to, to have the opportunity to still work in my craft. So I'm curious about working during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you you just mentioned that you are um, have been fortunate enough to be able to continue to work at least during some part of the pandemic. And so I'm curious, like, 
not did you want to work, but what was it like to work? Like, was there ever a part of you, I guess, that felt like, well, maybe I take this time to take a break? Or uh, what was it like having to like negotiate and, and figure out like how to shoot during a pandemic? Right. So I was still, I had a lot more stillness in my life um, during the pandemic that I had to really negotiate with um, in a way that I didn't have to before. And so um, speaking on champion style, when we were in BVI and not knowing about what exactly was going on? <laughs> like, we are going to be on lockdown. Are you going to be stuck out here? Or, you know, and having to still do a set. Um, I think art really, I mean, not to sound cliche, but it really saved my life because I was able to hone in on a focus um, that my mind didn't have to to wonder. I'm like, no, we're going to complete this project. I, I don't know. This might be the last thing I do or, you know, we do. So, you know, just really focusing on that. And I also found other ways to cope Um that wasn't dance or wasn't film. So I was at home. I was, I had already started painting. Um, I like to find other things to, um, because in this industry, you hear yeses and you hear a lot of no's and you have to be able to deal with rejection. And I wanted to start creating art that no one could place a value on but myself. And so I started painting, but I don't show anybody these paintings. Like these paintings are mine. And so in the quarantine, I was able to like continue painting. I started playing with a loop pedal, um, like what guitar players use. I started playing with my voice and creating sound scores and looping them. And I just found all new little interesting ways to kind of deal with breaks during this time. It sounds like a very creative COVID season for you. <laughs> it has been very creative. I, I can say um, I've been really honing into who I am as an individual and um, so I'm, you know, making dance or making films, not just to make it for its sake, but really just like we are blessed to be able to still work. And then when we were shooting these things, you know, wearing masks and just not knowing what was going on, um, it really put a different type of like urgency to the work and to our so, so now as you like... Now, even I'm starting to watch TV shows and they are incorporating COVID into the storyline or the scene. Like it is now kind of COVID related, like pieces of work. Are you a, do you feel like you'll be doing that in the future or do you think you'll be using Maybe I'm even asking the wrong question because is that something that you as a director decide or is that based on like a screenplay? How if that decision were to be made, how does how does the thinking go into that? Well, luckily, most of the film work that I've done is except as of late. It's been my own projects. <laughs> so like I can say what I want and what I don't want. Um recently, which is great, I'm starting to get hired on to just like do a project. Um, so I I think you can make period pieces. I think this is a very precious time. Like this is history in the making. I was talking to Maybe it was right the other day I was telling him, like, wow, I remember when Obama won 
his first presidency. And I remember being in Chicago as a college student and running down the halls. And that was the first time I like voted and um, how that was just monumental. And then, you know, then seeing Trump and then now with COVID, like we're living in some very historic times. And so making art that coincides with that, I think is important because I think it'll be in history books. But I also do think there's something magical about not doing it too, like having two different things, um, giving an escape, but then also having something that represents the time. Um, So I think with Champion Style, having that, having done that in March, and we didn't really know about the current like quarantine or COVID. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was resilient because you know you had these like dancers in in white and they were strong and powerful mm-hmm. and on their land and and on what's special about champion style is that Ray's family owned like mm-hmm the part where they're doing like the signature move, like that's his family's land. And so having them having that movement and that power and not even like addressing COVID, I think is, is, is super special and unique and for it to win in the season. But then also something like, oh, where we're wearing black masks. Well, I have to incorporate something to be safe in our rehearsals and also to shoot and film, but then making them into like these like superheroes, I think, is a good kind of play on it. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. But no, that's, that's <laughs> a great insight. That's great insight because I never get to ask a director a question like that. So, thank um, you. You know, I'm kind of curious with champion style as a director and a choreographer, what type of research, so for folks who don't know, explain what champion style is, um, and then go a little bit into the methodology of the research to make sure that it was culturally relevant, um, not just for BDI, but for Black people, to his fa- to raise family. Um, talk a little bit about some of the choices you made in, in certain shots. Just want to hear more about that process. Right. So champion style, was, it was special because, well, I was supposed to work with Nitty... like when he did Lights Down Low a while ago and it just didn't work out at that time and then when they approached me about um, champion style I'm like well first let me hear the track (laughs) because the track has to be fine I'm I'm just saying but I wanted to feel like a connection to it and make sure that you know I was the right person to to work with that and then when I heard the music I'm like okay this is fire like Mm -hmm. you know this was like I hadn't heard this sound from Nitty before it was different it was like mature it was like a good dance beat so um I was inspired by the track and then um they wanted to make a dance film so it's important to me because I am black I'm black American but I wanted to honor um the culture in which we were his family and creating this film so I didn't want to just come and put my own movement and understanding like I wanted to be authentic to the dancers that were on the island so um like I wasn't just coming to do like afro beats like I wanted to make sure that it aligns with them but also be um be authentic to who I am as a mover and as a choreographer um and so I started researching different um um cultural dances that they did in um, BBI and St. Thomas. Um, 
And so I started re- uh, researching the Bambula dance um, and just learning the history and the facts of it. And I actually, to to make sure my research was like legit, I reached out to a Bambula dancer and I had her explain to me, you know, um, the culture and who her elder was and who was her teacher. And so she told me about that. So we incorporated that in there. Um, and I, I kind of hate that the world shut down because I want to see this live and I would love to have like Bambula dancers. Um, but I also wanted to to bring in like Nitty's Bow, like the, the dance to that. Um, it's like a Milwaukee staple. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just very, I think movement travels and it has relationship. And so he has all these different cultures tied into his music and who he is as an artist. So I'm like, I want to bring all of that out. And then those were his nieces in the um, film as well. So I just think it was just like, just trying to be really authentic to um, BBI and St. Thomas, but then also who I am as a mover and a choreographer. And we had, well, I had only one day before we shot and them dancers, I was so impressed because I'm like, Lord, y'all gonna make me pass out. I'm a very um, orderly person. And so I'm like, I just need, we need more rehearsal because the, the dancer in me is like, this needs to be clean. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's not just about shots. It's about like, this needs to be clean. Um, and so his his knees and he's like, I want my family to do it. And we didn't really hold an audition mm. family. And I was just like, it was divine. Um, so like the dancers, they worked hard. And so if ever, whenever to have them come and do it live, I think it'll be a beautiful experience. Then as far as uh, camera shots, um, Philly Flyboy was a cinematographer. Um, Biko Baker, shout out to him. He was the mastermind behind all of this, like bringing us all together to work on this project. And so, um, well, Philly, you know, he's seasoned. You don't really have to direct his um, camera, but I just love the, um, we use the red. So of course with a red camera, it is able to pick up like the beauty and the colors really well. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, I wish there was more like, I'm a slow motion reverse type of person, but it's not really much of that in there. It, would, it still worked out really fine. Um, but it was just important that we make sure we got the dancers like whole bodies. Mm-hmm. And I will say that the colors, especially, <clears throat> so I remember um, we Nitty hosted a, a Zoom party where he like, premiered this uh-huh. and I remember being that it was I mean it was like March April so we were like right in the beginnings of what COVID was going to be and just seeing the beautiful colors like at a time where you couldn't go anywhere it was it was nice to feel transported to somewhere else when you couldn't be and so I will I will attest to the fact that it was well done it was beautifully shot um yeah the colors just really pop out on like any screen you look at it on and those costumes um the festival costumes was also like a nitty's cousin kanisha she was 
able to provide us with the colors for um, the dancers or and me too, <laughs> but then also to the the whites. Yeah, it was the colors. I'm a color person, and um, it was it was beautiful. I was just thinking about you are a UCLA grad who now lives in Brooklyn. So from coast to coast, <laughs> what is what is something, a trend that you think Milwaukee could improve on in just kind of seeing what you've seen in other cities? Mm, a trend. And that is in relationship to Black filmmakers and choreographers and the work that you do. So... Well, before I get into the trends, I will say I think what has helped me be successful in both L.A. and now in Brooklyn and Chicago, whatever, is the fact that I am from Milwaukee. I think that because we have like such a, a mixture of so many different cultures and influences, we're kind of fluid. You know, we can... Our, our playlist can be ratchet. It can be soulful. We can we listen to all types of music. Um, so we're able to like exist in different spaces. And then we have like a hustle. Like we have a grind about us that I think has, you know, everybody say, oh, you know, New York or L.A. And yeah, they they grind. But I think we grind harder because most of the times people don't even know like, oh, you're from Milwaukee. They're starting to know now. But after First, it was like, oh, they have black people there or they were just really they were unaware. And so sometimes the best thing is to be um, underestimated. It's like, oh, OK, you think I'm from Milwaukee. I don't know anything. And <laughs> now let me work. You know, so I think that has been helpful as far as the trend or something. I think I think that Milwaukee, we are unique. And I think that sometimes I see a lot of artists wanting to like emulate LA or New York or Atlanta. And I think if we really honed on to the uniqueness of who we are, our dance, our artistry, I think the world needs to see that. And so I'm always excited to see um, young choreographers or young filmmakers really proud of the way we move and the way we dance and the things that we're really good at and in highlighting that so like I love heels classes and like all these other things I think they're great but like there's movements that we do in Milwaukee that I remember I had a party um, for my 30th birthday and we were doing like the bow dance and like some other dances that we did in Milwaukee. Hey, oh, I know exactly what dance right. you And about. I was showing my friends like in LA, like this is what we do. And we had like this whole moment of like, we love those dances. And so I just want us to be proud of our Milwaukee-ness and our art and our movement. And I think we need more of that on the map. Well said. Well said. Who are some of your favorite Milwaukee-based artists? Favorite? These are great questions. <laughs> favorite? Hmm. I have such a, like, palette. I think favorite. I like, let's do Elders. So, um, Mama Fern from Kothi. Um, mm-hmm. Visionary. 50 years. 50 years of just great 
<laughs> um, tradition and um, dancing. Um, so I'm a fan of hers. Um, I love Crystal um, World Patterson. Um, she's a professor at UWM, um, Black woman professor, traveled all over the world, graduated from Juilliard. Um, she's like a gym in Milwaukee. She was one of my teachers growing up. Um, of course, I like, you know, Ray Nitty, um, Biko, he has done a lot of visionary things as well. Um, my homegirl, Jaslyn Gowdy, she's also from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She's a assistant professor at um, uh, Boston Conservatory um, in dance and hip hop. I think she's great. Uh, I think there's a lot of Milwaukee based artists, of course, like Signature Dance Company. Uh, what they're doing. Um, yeah, they're some of my favorite. I'm on the spot. So if I forgot somebody, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, okay. like it's a lot of it's great people all, doing. Yeah. yeah, our listeners know that it's not your full list. It's just what you can think of right now. So I'm top of my head, yeah. But then we have people like Reggie Wilson, who's from Milwaukee, who's out here in New York, making like Every time I go somewhere, they're like, oh, do you know who Reggie Wilson is? And I'm like, no, I haven't met him, but he's from Milwaukee and he's making waves. Like, There's also a lot of artists that have left, um, but are really making a name for themselves to wherever they are. Nice. How, how can how can we find more the next things from Jade Sharon? <laughs> um, my website, jsharon.com, um, is kind of a mix of everything that I am. Um, I'm on Instagram, jade underscore sharon, that's C-H-A-R-O-N. Um, and yeah, I think those are just the best ways to kind of keep up with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel I... I looked up, you know, I went on your website and looked at, you know, a lot of the trailers and it was really cool to see the the diversity of work that you've done and how it is different. Like, I really liked gold. I, I'm interested in kind of seeing it, the full piece. Um, and yeah, it was just really cool to see that. So I love your work. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thanks for these like platforms. Um, I think they're so important to be able to give artists a chance to talk about their process. And mm-hmm. yes, and we love we love to have you back. I mean, I think there's so many different directions we can go with the conversation in terms of like streams of revenue. Right. Like how you're building these multiple mm-hmm. um, streams as an artist. Um, I'm just happy to be able to meet more dancers who had a residency in Milwaukee um, because our, I think our art scene can be also um, kind of segmented. So thank you for making time from Brooklyn. Um, yeah. And thank you, Antoine, for being a good co-host. Yeah. No, no problem. This was a great show. I, I, this was a really good show. I liked, I, I liked what I saw when I was doing my researches. So this was cool to talk more and and hear more about your perspective. I I like I like your response about the trends and the themes because it's Milwaukee should trust itself and know that we're that we're awesome and we don't necessarily have to do anything different. We just need to show people what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really thought about Milwaukee as being a fluid place, but now that I think of my playlist, I was literally in the car with my partner. 
and Cardi B's WAP came on. And then right after that, it was Ella Fitzgerald's Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered. And he was just like, is that a commercial? And I'm like, no, it's a, it's a song. And he's like, why is that next to WAP? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause that's where I belong. Yeah, and I listen to like two of my favorite artists right now are Little Baby and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> I, love, I love Bad Bunny. <laughs> he really does. He talks about Bad Bunny a lot in in the office. Yes, that this is true. That's that's totally Antoine. I pick him up and we listen to uh, to Bad Bunny and other great Latin artists. Awesome, right. awesome, and thank you, Esteban. For Thank being you. an amazing producer yes. and getting those hand claps in. West, West Division yeah. alums. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's the show, Antoine. Yeah. Bye. Thank Bye. You. Thanks for listening to Black Imagination with Kanita and I. Black Imagination is a part of the Imagine MKE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe and rate five stars because we are Black Excellence. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or on Facebook at Imagine MKE. Talk to you next time. Bye.